There's certainly nothing more exciting than when training camps are able to open in this COVID age of 2020. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, fuck you, baseball. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. You can find me on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. How are we doing, everybody? Right, right on the cusp of fucking training camp. And what happens? Get an outbreak. The Miami Marlins of the Major League Baseball Awesome. Awesome. Kind of come at the worst fucking time. We get through the first fucking weekend of baseball, and now we've got this fucking discussion. Twitter is just blowing up like a motherfucker. I'm actually surprised that Facebook isn't all over on top of this, but most of that's just maybe because I don't follow a lot of sports people over on that one. But holy fuck. God, what is there? There's like 14 people, like 11 players for the Miami Marlins that tested positive. Now, I will say this. The thing about the testing is, yeah, you know, apparently they tested positive yesterday and they didn't pull them off. They didn't pull them off the field. There was like three, three or four players, I believe something like that. And they had a discussion in the locker room about it and said, now let's go ahead and play. No, you dumb motherfuckers. There's a whole thing that you're not supposed to be doing this shit. I understand you want to play the fucking game, but fuck. This is what we were trying to fucking avoid. Now we got two games today that are uh, postponed. What is it? Yankees, Phillies, and Miami, and Baltimore. So, oy, 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 oy. We'll see what happens there. They're not threatening to cancel the season or even postpone it, you know, uh, a couple days or whatnot. So that's good news. Um, But I did get on Twitter. I actually went on Twitter right before I got on the podcast and uh, saw that Tom Palisario had tweeted out uh, about what's going to happen with the uh, COVID testing and stuff like that. Uh, if somebody does get tested positive. So <clears throat> this is uh, per Tom Palisario. In camp, player removed from 80 to 90 man active list uh, in regular season po- slash postseason. Player removed from 53 man active inactive list. Club eligible for roster exemption of one week if player on list less than four weeks or two weeks if on list longer than four weeks after medically cleared. Uh, there were six players that were placed on the new reserve COVID-19 list yesterday. Uh, many more expected as players continue to report to camp for initial screening, which now includes three tests over four days. 
Um, nobody really of that much importance right now. Don, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, backup running back for Cleveland, uh, was put on there. And John Vea Johnson, the backup wide receiver out of Dallas, those were the two main ones. Um, all the other guys were basically uh, undrafted rookies. Um, oh, here we go. Missed part of this tweet. Uh, club required to immediately place player on list if he tests positive or is quarantined for close contact with infected persons. Uh, players remain on list for a minimum period to be cleared under NFL, NFLPA protocols. So they have their plan in place. It's just whether or not uh, we're going to make it there before something else happens with the shutdown. But we're going on as if we're having a season until there's no season. It's just straightforward. Uh, as far as, you know, your leagues, I would recommend having two IR spots. Plain and simple, two IR spots. If you already have two, great. I don't think you need to go anything more than that. If you want to add a third, fine. I think it all depends on the depth of your benches. You know, if you carry like six or seven you know, six, seven, eight. It all depends on your league. It's all league relevant, but um, that's really all I want to talk about for fucking COVID, for fuck's sake. People at each other's throats for masks and non-masks, and it's like, go fuck yourself. Everybody just go fuck yourselves. Seriously, just pause the podcast and go in your bedroom and just have at her, have at her. Well, maybe not you guys and gals. Um, Raheem Mostert uh, got a new deal, um, so now he'll be making up to uh, five million per year. So that's going to match the Tevin Coleman uh, contract. That's what he wanted. So that's great. That's going to be fine. Um, oh fuck! Minnesota infection control officer tests positive for COVID nineteen. Okay, we can't get away from it. Nobody's. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. That's all it is. Let's just fucking keep it like that. Uh, something that I was going to bring up out of Washington. Um, if you haven't noticed already, uh, go to your NFC East charts, go down to Washington, and I am not calling them the team. I'm not going to call a team the team. Because they completely fucked around with the situation. They will be known for the season, unless I like their name, of course. They will be known as the Washington Douche Canoes. That's official. That is on your death charts. You'll find it there. It will be on everything. It's going to be in the spreadsheet, all in there. It's going to be on uh, any chart with the logo, uh, anything that says the full team name. They're the Douche Canoes. For the 2020 season. Uh, Alex Smith was cleared. Um, You may remember Alex Smith, the quarterback who had his leg broken a couple years ago. Uh, Also a former uh, first-round pick, number one overall pick. Um, He was cleared, but he's expected to start camp on the pup list which is actually 
a really good thing for Washington. Um, gives them a veteran presence. He he said he felt fine. He looked felt good. So um, we'll see what happens here. No, they'll probably bring him along slowly if they do anything at all. Um, because right now behind Dwayne Haskins, you're going to have Kyle Allen and undrafted rookie Stephen Montez um, with Alex Smith on the pup. Actually, I'm going to change that right now just so I have it on there. P-U-P. P-U-P, prodigies of peace. Oh, fuck, that doesn't work. God damn it. Um, so I really want to keep an eye on this. I want to see what happens here because, I mean, if they can get Alex Smith back as a direct backup to Dwayne Haskins or even if he's, you know, if they take him off that pup after a couple of weeks and they're able to get him, you know, kind of up to speed and everything. I mean, Alex Smith would be great for guys like Terry McLaurin, uh, Gandy Golden, um, even, you know, tight ends, whoever comes out on top out of, you know, the mess that is Sprinkle, Rogers, Thomas, and Hedges. Thaddeus Moss included in there too, but it's kind of nice to see that his ADP was kind of dropping down. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens in there. That would actually be really, really good um, if they are talking about having Antonio Gibson in that backfield on, say, third downs. That would be really, really nice. So it's something to keep a look on. Uh, Alex Smith I wouldn't bother with as far as drafting. I mean, I, I think we're all pretty much on there, but... Um, Outside of that, there was one other thing. Oh, that's right. Antonio Brown basically unretired again. So that's great. That's that's great. We're not drafting Antonio Brown. We'll just throw it out there. We're not drafting fucking Antonio Brown. It does not make any fucking sense. Um. Oh yeah, we had our we had our trade. Um. There was a trade this weekend. Um, it's not a sexy trade, but uh, you guys may have heard about it. And that guy was one Adam Shaheen, tight end for the Chicago Bears. He got traded to the Miami Dolphins so for a conditional six-round pick, so that was great. Um, they also they cut another tight end. And Ben Broniker. Oh my God, why did I have Jesper Horstead just sitting out there? Hmm, interesting. Some stupid asshole named Dennis fucking left him out there. Didn't put him back in his position. On the death chart. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, so Ben Broniker. Was like, oh, so now they only have one, two, three, four, five, six. Now they only have seven tight ends over there in good old Chicago. That's terrific. Um, the big trade that went off this weekend was the Jamal Adams trade, though, um, from the New York Jets over to the Seattle, <coughs> um, Seattle Seahawks. It was two first-round picks. 
2022. And then uh, the third rounder, third and a fourth round. Third and a fourth rounder, I thought. Oh, God, I can't even remember. Um, yeah, it was their fourth rounder. Uh, one in 2021, the other one in 2022. And uh, Brad McDougald, uh, strong safety from over in Seattle, he comes now over to the New York Jets. So it's a bit of a downgrade as far as quality of player. Um, but, I mean, they just the Jets just got a really nice haul for this. And they weren't going to re-sign uh, Jamal Adams. He wasn't going to re-sign anyways with the team. This is a real mutual, um, real mutual split. Even though it's not real mutual as far as you know, the way that Jamal Adams has had it handling it, he just feels like he was disrespected on this, this whole thing, and he was the one that was asking for the fucking trade. So you know what? You got what you want, a douchebag. Um, just fucking deal with it. Uh, basically, might as well just call him a fucking douche canoe and he should have just went to Washington if he was really that fucking pissed off about it. Go fuck yourself. Um, if you get into your ADP charts that are out there again, if you want to get your hand on ADP, uh, depth charts, whatnots, everything that you know, I'm handing out here for free, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. Just DM me. And say, hey, I'd like to get my hands on there. And uh, drop me your email, and I will make sure to get out to that out to you as soon as I can. Um, God, I had so much to talk about. Now I'm just brain farting. That's what happens when you do this right after work. Um, if you get into the ADP charts, you are going to notice in pretty much... Uh, Every category as far as the skill positions, the QB, the running back, wide receiver, and tight end. You're going to notice like right about in the middle, there's an influx of new players in here. Or, or players that we haven't discussed for quite some time because they've been sitting all the way in the basement. And the reason being is that <clears throat> you could tell that the new players... You know, the uh, the inexperienced players have gotten into the field. So it's bumped up some of the ADPs of guys that you just absolutely would not draft. Uh, the first of many would be uh, Tim Boyle, who all of a sudden popped up. David Blau, Tr uh, Trace McSorley, who hasn't been around for a while. Um, and then you had Cooper Rush. When... Da -da 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 um, guys like Jeff Driscoll, Anthony Gordon, you know, guys that you just are not going to be overly concerned with. So when you go through the ADP charts and you do see some of these, just don't worry about them. We're, they're not going to be included on say a tier list that I would put together for say a two quarterback league. Um, even if I did dynasty, a lot of these guys, I wouldn't even include in here cause it's just. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, some of the funny things that you won't notice on this list, but if you actually went to NFC.com and looked at their uh, ADP charts that they have over there where I draw a lot of this information from, um, 
now if you if you would take a look at say Eli Manning, I have it marked off that he's not on a team, you know, no bye week. Well, he's still listed over in the NFC as being on the New York Giants. Blake Bortles is still listed as still being on the LA Rams. Even though he's he hasn't been resigned. And you can really get into there when you're going into like say the running backs and the wide receivers. Uh Blaub Hall is still on the New York Jets. Alex Collins is still on Baltimore. Um JHI is still on Philly. And CJ Procise is on Seattle, as well as Marshawn Lynch. They haven't taken the teams off. So that was kind of my clue that you had inexperienced drafters getting in here, and then they just see a guy, they see the name that they recognize, so they pick him up. These are the people that you're playing against in your home league. The guys that, oh, I recognize that name. I'll just take him. We can't do that. We can let them do that, but we're not going to do that. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can pop up some, a wide receiver for you that fits into this category. Antonio Callaway was still listed for Cleveland. Dante Moncrief, I can't remember where he was at. I think it was Jacksonville. He was still listed there. Uh, or no. I think Moncrief might have been Miami, too. can't remember. Uh, Tavon Austin. You know, guys like Tavon Austin, Demarius Thomas, Paul Richardson was still listed for Washington. Uh, Percy Harvin was still getting drafted, which is awesome. Uh, so is Des Bryant, who's listed as New Orleans. Uh, Josh Gordon, Taylor Gabriel. It's just ridiculous when you actually get in here and take a look at some of the names. Um, there's been a James O'Shaughnessy sighting finally uh, for Jacksonville. He's moved up right behind Adam Shaheen, who they still had listed as Chicago. You know, you give him a week to change it. Uh, he's with Miami now. But, uh, yeah, Delaney Walker's still out there. He's listed as Tennessee. Jordan Reed's still listed with Washington. It wasn't too bad at tight end, but the some of the new guys that we got in here, like, um, let's see, Jacob Breland finally popped back up. Blake Bell, the belldozer uh, for Dallas, popped up. Dylan Cantrell for Arizona. Jesper Horstead for Chicago. Joshua Perkins of Philly. Uh... Hale Henches finally moved back up. So did Tyler Croft, Jesse James, uh, Jordan Thomas out of Houston. Mercedes Lewis finally popped up for Green Bay. So, yeah, this is it's kind of a it's kind of a shit show right there in the middle. There is only going to be one more week of ADP calculations, then it switches over to the draft guide. So, speaking of which, that was the one thing I did not open today. Um, so, once the draft guide comes out, then you'll just have basically my tier rankings in there. And everybody knows what tiers are. If you don't, um, it's not set at 
one, two, three, four, five. It's set as in here's two guys in this tier. You got another tier that you would that you can uh, and a list of players. The guys that are in the tier above are better than the ones that are below. So you would take from that first tier before you'd ever hit the second tier. And so on and so forth. I think I do like eight or nine tiers. Eight, nine, or ten. Depends on the players in there. So pretty much, you know, once you get towards the end, then it's all it's all basically backups and whatnot. So you're you're trying to get your your handcuffs if they're still available before moving on to uh um you know sniping somebody else's backups which is a terrible courtesy but uh let's get into a couple more of the obedience training rules um we did number one know your draft and number two practice 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 number three know thy enemy this one's pretty easy are they using a magazine, a draft app? This guy, take a trip to the newsstand and check out the fancy magazines. See what the cheat sheets look like. Most people who use the magazines as a guide don't use the online updates to get the magazine's updated list. Rotowire puts out a fantastic draft app that tons of people use every year. I use it too. Um, just to kind of, I like to use, I like to use the app just to keep track of the players that have come and gone. Um, and you can actually install your own uh, rankings and tiers in there, which is nice, and still have what the RotorWire's ADP is. Get familiar with it. Have it on hand at your draft. People are a slave to lists. Ooh, I'm going to have to change that word. Can't have slave in there anymore. Um, and it's no different in fantasy sports. Um, usually... You get that guy who has the magazine. That's all they're using. Um, they're, you know, tracking basically what players that they that they recognize the most, and they feel like they have a good good handle on. Right, this kind of the guys that always try to take like the players that they know from their teams. Right, so if I'm at my draft and they're a Packers fan, they're going to be more drawn to the Packers players. Uh, because they're familiar with them, they know them. Uh, draft app, like I said, Rotowire is the one that is the most popular. It was kind of funny. It was, God, this has to be going on six, probably like six, seven years ago. Showed up to a draft, thought I was all sneaky with the app. It's like three or four other people with the same fucking app. It's like, wow, wow. You really don't know until you see it. Now I know who comes there with the apps, who's got their own, you know, who's the magazine drafter. Oh, can I can I get a copy of yours? Mm, don't really like to hand it out, although people in my draft will have the one this year that I'm putting out, but... Uh, Tears are nice. Tears are definitely nice, especially for mine. Just because you're not, you could take from any part of that tier, uh, which is a good practice to use uh, for any type of draft if you're doing baseball, 
uh, basketball, stuff like that. Do tiers. Don't just do, you know, 1 through 10. That's my guy. So, um, but definitely, you know, if you use an app, get familiar with it. Uh, a lot of them have different types of things that you can do with it, make it easier on you uh, to designate for your tiers. Uh, you can change colors, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't. Don't get yourself caught where you're going, no, it's in this order. It's got to be this, this, this. You're going to be disappointed every single time. Number four, have a plan. Do you know your draft slot? Even if you don't have a plan based on how your mocks slash best ball drafts have gone from different slots on the board, just make sure you know when to pivot or change gears when the draft is going a certain way you didn't have planned. Or just don't have a plan. Uh, no two drafts are the same, and you need to know when and where you will go if shit hits the fan. Um, me, myself, and I, a lot of the drafts that you're in are always going to be heavy running back towards the top. Uh, you need to decide if at some point if maybe it's better off going with uh, wide receiver, say, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, something like that. Uh, rather than the running back that's currently available. Um, most of the time, that trends more towards the end of the first round. Uh, and then through the second round, you really have to kind of make that decision. Third round uh, is a little bit more of the same. Um, don't get yourself caught in the runs if you don't feel comfortable taking a player just for the sake of taking them. That's kind of my thing. Um, most certainly if you're in the second round, let's say, and you're in the second round and you're middle of the second round and let's just say Todd Gurley is there, right? He's the, he's the top running back who I should mention that Leonard Fournette actually jumped up the board. I knew this was going to happen after Jeff Radcliffe was going on about him on Friday. Leonard Fournette is now your number 14 running back. He's It goes Fournette, Gurley, Gordon, uh, Clyde Edwards, Lair, who has dropped down, and then Jonathan Taylor, Lev Bell, James Conner. So Todd Gurley being number 15, let's say you're right in the early, middle, second. Well, do you really want to take Todd Gurley in that spot? You want to... You know, you took your running back in the first round. Now it's, do I take Gurley in the second? Or what options do I have at wide receiver? Let's just say you have, say, a DeAndre Hopkins, a Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, something in that range right in there. Or quite possibly you have Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Is it wise to maybe just... Pivot, take the best, take a better player at a different position, rather than reaching on a player at a position and not being happy with it. Don't go into the draft and just say, "I'm taking a run." I'm taking two running backs right out the gate. Don't give a shit who they are. We've talked about all these running backs, right? 
We've talked about every single fucking position. By now, you should be you should be really familiar with the ADPs, what's going on, how I feel about players on and teams, and that should translate into your heads. Hey, do I feel the same, or do I value them a player more or less? You most certainly do not have to stick with what I do or what I'm saying. The only thing I can do is give you the information and give you an idea of how I see the league, right? It doesn't mean that you can't do what you want to do. Just don't come to me and go, well, I did, I did this, this, and this. Okay, well, I had said, you know, you wanted to do it this way. Or I prefer doing it this way. Why did you do it like that? I just wanted to. That's not an answer. You either have a good feeling on it or you don't. You can't draft and not have a good feeling about it. If you don't like the fucking player, don't take the fucking player. It's like being outside. It's like... I just had it. I oh my god! I almost got into a discussion today about the whole mask versus non-mask. And I knew I shouldn't have opened my mouth on it. Um, but it was a very cordial. It was a very cordial debate, actually, which was very surprising. A uh, person that on, um, you know, always wanted to wear, you know, chose to always wear the mask, and I said, well, I I don't. I do around my customers that I'm working around. Um, I'll do it in a store if it requires it because I need to get something. But for the most part, I don't wear it. I'm also a person that does not like being around a lot of people. So I prefer not to wear it. You don't have to agree with it. If you want to wear a mask, makes you safe. By all means, do it. You want to take you want to take a running back because you want to be safe. Fine, tell me that. But if you don't want to play, if you don't want to necessarily play it safe, just based on the fact that you do not like the players in that tier at that spot, get a little sexy. Go with a wide receiver. Go with a tight end. Sure as fuck, better not be a defense. Now, I will tell you, if you take a quarterback, I'm going to probably fucking slap you. Outside of, you know, the two quarterback super flex leagues, which, you know, a lot of people are going to jump up on for guys like, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, you know, those guys. They're going to go in the first and second rounds. Um, I am notorious for... Waiting on my quarterbacks in Superflex and uh, two QB leagues. I try, my goal is to try, it all depends on where you're at in the draft, right? So if you're earlier in the, if you're earlier in the draft, I may, I may take the quarterback in the third round. I'd like to wait to the fourth. It all depends on kind of how the run is. Um, a lot of times what you'll find is, 
the QBs will go real early, and then the, everybody kind of waits, right? So my goal is to get three positional players outside of the quarterback on Q and two QB super flex. So generally, I try to wait until the fourth round. Um, that's kind of why I like the back end of uh, twelve team drafts in that format. I like to draft right on the turn um, because if I f- if if I feel comfortable, I'll take him at the end of the th- I'll take a quarterback at the end of the third, right at the beginning of the fourth, or um, I'll even wait till that five six turn. Now, if I go three, if I go three four, here's one thing. So, if I'm going at the three four turn, I'm taking a quarterback there. So I'll have three positionals, uh, you know, running back, wide receiver. Usually it's, you know, two running back or uh, one running back, you know, two wide receivers, however it sees fit in there. Um, take the quarterback there. Comes back in the fifth round. I'll take another quarterback in there, depending on the run. If it's If I feel, if I feel like it's not going to be able to come back again, to get that second quarterback, that's when I'll that's when I'll take my second and then fill the other position. So if I already had two running backs and a wide receiver, maybe I grab another wide receiver right there. Hear me out. Um, but if the run really hasn't if the run hasn't hit for the second quarterback and I don't feel it coming on because there's still you know stronger players in there, I will wait another turn in there. Um, and I have been, I have been known to also go four positionals, two wide, two wide, two running backs, and then double dip at the five, six as well on quarterbacks. So there's a couple different ways that you can do it. Um, if you're waiting, a lot of people have jumped the gun on those quarterbacks just cause they just feel the need that, you know. You have to have them, especially in two QBs. It's fucking tough. You have to have the two guys and then try to get the third. Um, that's kind of why I play the super flex, just because um, it's not entirely necessary that you have to have two quarterbacks going each week. Now, you want to have two quarterbacks if you can, but like, say, if you're unable to see, here's the key. If you're unable to secure that third quarterback, like the real, you know, somebody decent, so you can fill in for the uh, bye weeks, then I don't have a problem fitting in, you know, a wide receiver running back in there. I'm not going to push the envelope. I'd rather get somebody that I want. And that's, and then what else you look for is you look for, say, the situations with, like, say, Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and Tua, right? So maybe I'll take a Tua as my third quarterback, you know, way, way down. Um, unless I had unless I had two quarterbacks that had early bye weeks. Like, let's say, oh, Jesus. Uh, let's say we had Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. So they had a week five and a week six bye, right? 
Well, what you could also do is if you felt like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like if, if people were going to stay away from Ryan Fitzpatrick, they were going to jump on Tua for the long run, right? So then you, Ryan Fitzpatrick might actually drop, and he's got a week 11 bye. But he may be able to get you through your two bye weeks with your starting quarterbacks. So that's kind of how I look on there. Same goes with Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod Taylor, and Justin Herbert. Uh, they have a week 10 bye. So th- those are kind of the situations that I kind of look for. Um, quite possibly just keeping an eye on any situations where the quarterback might actually have a chance to change hands and, you know, due to injury, uh, any bad uh, play. So you would pay attention to, like, say, the Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky situation. You wouldn't necessarily draft um, either one, uh, but you're keeping a close eye on it just in case something happens. And it may be some, but something that you may want to jump on just in case. You might want to jump on that backup just in case something happens there. Because, we, you know, Nick Foles or Mitch could lose the job at any fucking time. But probably in situations like that, the only guy that's going to be grabbed is going to be the starter and not the backup. Um, because it's not a rookie. It's not anything sexy. Uh per se for for fantasy so those are definitely things to look up look up um and look at if you have any questions on superflex on what i'm talking about i'm hoping i explain it a little bit better in print than i do than even what i do here but i think i kind of got the point across on there that um just like in regular dress you're you're you are better off you are still better off waiting um on your quarterbacks, you don't have to get the you don't have to get the big sexy machine. You can just get two guys that are fucking stable that are going to get you through the year. Uh, your points are going to be you know any you know eighteen twenty points a week, uh, no matter what. So, um, yeah, I I still I still got to get in a couple leagues for uh, superflex. Um, FF FFC. NFC, I think they both have them, so I'm going to have to get my ass on that one, but eh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, there's going to be three podcasts this week. Uh, the one that I did today, which is Monday, uh, I'm going to be back here tomorrow, and I will hit one on Thursday. Uh, no matter if I'm behind uh, with work or whatnot, I want to get that hit because I want to have the whole weekend of myself, uh, get a lot of writing done and stuff like that, so... Uh, like, share, subscribe, um, rate it. Uh, even if it's even if it's a, a bad rating, uh, if you want to leave a message on on, especially for uh, iTunes, you know, if if there's something that you want me to go over, uh, if there's an issue, I, I can't help the sound of my voice. It's a fucking Wisconsin accent. I don't know what you want me to do, but. Um, Anything uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can DM me on Twitter. DM me on Instagram. Hit you know. Hit me on Messenger over on Facebook. Um, anything, just you know, let me know. Uh, Venmo is still open. Uh, anybody for donations at Dennis Dash Roy Dash fourteen. Jesus, I almost forgot my Venmo. Um, 
donations great i just got my new wall bracket for one of my monitors so i'm gonna end up getting that up this weekend too uh so i'm kind of excited on there clear out some of my desktop here so but uh until yeah until tomorrow uh you guys take it easy and uh i'll see you tuesday